and welcome to this episode of Cargo Facts Connect, the podcast of Cargo Facts, the newsletter of record for the air cargo and freighter aircraft industries for over 40 years. I'm your host, Andrew Kreider, Associate Editor of Cargo Facts. And I'm your co-host, Senior Associate Editor of Cargo Facts, Robert Luke. And I'm Jeff Lee, Editor of Cargo Facts. Congrats on your promotion this week, Robert. If you're just joining us this week, uh, yeah, I, I, I want to take a quick moment to mention B6 changing their livery. Um, it's not going to affect their cargo uh, operations to their knowledge, but I want to issue a, a, a cree and apply for all of those in the industry. Stop changing your liveries. Uh, United, American, all beautiful liveries taken from us too soon. Uh, I think freighter aircraft distinct themselves among good liveries, and I, I'm hoping that doesn't change. This week in news, so, I since have... you mentioned that, what are some of let's 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 go through very quickly just some of the the freighter liveries that we do like. Okay, start off, Jeff, since you brought it up. Well, I mean, we have a few special um, liveries on freighter aircraft, don't we? Um, on especially on some seven four sevens, but I will say that uh, I that the first one that jumped to my mind was the the Cargo Lux, um, the cutaway livery um, on their seven four seven dash eight, showing um, you know they have drawings of um, what they typically carry, um, and it's, uh, it's kind of almost like a see-through um, livery. I don't know if you know what the one I'm talking about, but that's the one that came to mind. Are there any others? Uh, I also like the Qatar Airways moved by people, 777 freighter. A little air charters. I, I, I like their, their livery. The new one? Yeah, it's nice. I mean, there are there. I I it's I, I wouldn't compare it to, between their their old one because I think old liveries are always better. Um, and it's specifically on like the uh, American Airlines case. Their new livery has to has to add a more weight to their aircraft, um, which uh, you know the, the American Airlines doesn't have a dedicated cargo fleet, um, so they're not going to run into too much pro- problems. But uh, I I don't know. Well, wasn't the issue with that because um, that was because of the 787s and the because of the the composite material that they they can't have it um, just bare aluminium like the old older airplanes. It's possible that's the reason why, but I mean, even with uh, some of the composite designs early in the um, 90s and into the early 2000s. On some of the uh, you know commercial passengers, you saw the mix of metal and composite, and they still kept it that same neutral color. Particularly American Airlines is what I'm referencing. But uh, going forward into uh, choice selections for the cargo liveries, I think I like uh, definitely the uh, Silkway. I like their colors. Their scheme is just smooth. It's just got this like Cadillac look to me, as far as I'm concerned. And I'm a fan of DHL's all yellow. Uh, color scheme livery. It just to me has a little Tweety Bird nostalgia to it when I see it. So I would say those would definitely be uh, my two top choices for now, which can switch because I'm entitled to switch and change my mind. But for now, those are the two that I'll go with. Yeah, I mean, there are still some uh, classic looking liveries. I was thinking whether there are any uh, retro liveries like they like to do on the, on the passenger side for freighters, but 
uh, I mean, there should be, but a lot of these guys are no longer around. Like Flying Tigers. I mean, I love the Tiger, but FedEx took them, took acquisition of them. So I mean, at that point, they're no longer relevant. You know what livery isn't really striking when you first see it, but looks more and more beautiful the more time y- y- you spend on it. And that's gonna, that's got to be the Avianca cargo. I mean, it's it. There's nothing that stands out about it, but it's 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 simplicity becomes elegant um in a, in a world that's too dry, dynamic for my artistic chase and you got a good view of it um efw had the um the first delivery i believe to avianca cargo um in the background for a post on social media oh, this week no, that about is, their sustainability I know which one you're talking about that one is is uh going to be for that one's going to be painted in uh dhl's colors or um at dhl in hong kong it used to be an avianca a330 but it's not yet um an a330 p2f4 con- uh for avianca but uh you are right the avianca one does look listen while you were saying that um how i thought of the um latam's one of latam's um earlier 767 um 300 bcf conversions i think it was last year um maybe i think it was early last year um when they um they basically didn't paint paint it they didn't have didn't have time um or didn't want to waste time painting it so it um went into service straight after conversion with the green um primer and everything showing on the on the fuselage um so you could see where all the work had been done on the aircraft um that was kind of cool shiny green bits um on that airplane um and on the complete opposite end of the spectrum i also thought of lufthansa's um also because they didn't have time or the, the aircraft was still waiting to be painted um they put into service uh, all white with j- just a simple um sentence or two on the side saying uh, i i uh, i think it's something like i'm w- waiting for my makeup or something like that well uh, you know, traveling back across the world to Latam, I will bring this up. Even though we tried our darndest to get them to attend our inaugural CF Latam conference, the first ever in the region hosted by Cargo Facts, and it was a smash hit. Thank you very much for all those who attended. Air Carib, I will give you some props on your livery, because as I was chasing you guys down to try to get you to attend, I noticed that you had a very smooth livery on your aircraft. It just got a nice three-color blend, and it just transitions to the engine cowls, and it definitely caught my eye. I was like, hmm, very attractive. So kudos to you guys on your concept and design. Hopefully this will encourage you to attend LATAM next year. Speaking of good liveries, and I might trade it into a conversation about the news this week, um, Cebu Air Pacific, they have reactivated one of their old ATRs. They're sending it to uh, just a MRO in Ho Chi Minh City um, to be inspected and um, approved before it re-enters service. It's been parked for some time. Um, and it will join its sister ship, uh, which is still in service with the airline. That that airline operates two ATRs, and I think that's very unique. Um, I believe they're one of the only operators of the ATR aircraft in the region. Now, we know that there was some talk about the ATR type um, at Cargofax Asia, um, and there was some skepticism on whether it would be accepted. So it's nice to see one. Uh, reactivated. Um, but Jeff, that wasn't the only Cebu Air Pacific aircraft in headlines this week. Right, um, but of a slightly different nature, I guess. Um, 
Steve, one of Cebu Pacific's A330s um, that obviously now is no longer in their fleet um, will soon um, take on a new role as a freshly converted freighter. Um, and there are a couple of interesting things about this because this aircraft is uh, um, a very, very young A330. Um, between seven and eight year, years old. And I mean, we've talked about um, a couple of other A330s that are also very young and also headed into conversion. So this is um, definitely an interesting trend and it seems to be particularly the case for A330s. And then that's a combination of um, factors, including just uh, how many uh, were produced and the changes on the passenger um, side of the market um, and, you know, replacements um, for that size category. Um, but uh, so this particular one um, is also interestingly, it is um, now owned by Airbus itself um, and it is in conversion in Alabama right now. Um, after um, it comes out of the facility, it will um, join MAST in Mexico. Um, now MAST, of course, has two A330-300 P2Fs and two A330-200 P2Fs. Um, so they are um, just growing their medium wide body fleet, um, as they've previously hinted at. Now their numbers um, May but they may not reach the the kind of fleet size that they were suggesting um, last year, but in any case, um, this is one of two that they um, told us that they'll be leasing from Airbus, um, and uh, this one, the first one, will be um, joining uh, kind of late this year. Um, so it's interesting because they are. Um, one of the very, very few um, carriers that are growing or adding both A330s and 767s. Um, others are using the A330 to replace the 767. Um, others are going straight into the A330s. So, I mean, we were talking about DHL earlier. Of course, DHL is a, a huge operator of both of these types and um, it's buying, um, again, very young um, feedstock um, for both those platforms. But um, yeah, Mass is, Mass is an interesting story and um, they will um, we'll see what they do on the 767 front as well. Uh, but we uh, will, I, I'm sure this is not the only growth we'll be seeing from them in the next couple of years. Um, so that's, um, yeah, this, this young aircraft um, with, I should say with a, um, higher um, maximum takeoff weight than Master's other um, A330 P2F conversions, um, which is definitely an inter interesting trend. And maybe we'll see more of these younger, higher gross weight A330s um, head into conversion. That will certainly be something to keep an eye on and look out for. Um, I, I know as far as as Moss goes, back to the livery thing, they're the only new livery I, I think available in the last oh, yeah. five Why years. Oh, yeah, why didn't I, I think like. of that? They, their new livery is actually is nice. <laughs> I like their new livery. It, it's only one last five years I think is nice. Otherwise, it's been a, it's a crime against my eyesight. There's thumb, double thumbs up. 
uh, to, to our friends at Moss. Uh, this week, Cargo Facts was in Denver. Uh, if we, well, the whole staff was gathered there for a company-wide meeting gathering of our minds and resources. Uh, however, Robert couldn't be stopped from work, going the extra mile and working in Denver. You sat down with, it was, it was, it was Creststone, was it? That is correct, Andrew. Uh, it was it was a fantastic meeting. I have to thank Kevin Milligan and Richard Schott, uh, Vice President of Financial Planning Analysis and Automation for joining me that morning. Um, they really opened their doors and I could not have been uh, more welcomed to the Colorado, the Rocky Mountain State, uh, any better than these two did for me. Um, we talked about everything uh, from personal to professional, but going to professional, I really got an in-depth understanding of their operation, and I truly believe that this lease company, up-and-coming up lease company, is not only going to just continue to thrive in the market, but they have a strategy that's not going to basically force them to sink in or swim, if you get my drift here. They have the capabilities to not only lease passenger and freighter aircraft and have customers for both, and they're not totally dependent upon one or the other, but they have the ability to, to maintain maintenance to a certain base level degree without getting into heavy checks. They also have the ability to part out. They have the ability to source engines as that's part of their main component uh, of their organization. And not to mention, they also let me know that they do have an additional aircraft that they'll be soon closing on, which we will share details with you as soon as we get all of them submitted from Crestone. So thank you for giving us access to that. Uh, they also talked about how they're not just basically aligned to one market or the other. They always continue to explore every opportunity, whether it's the narrow body sector, or the uh, wide body sector, and in some cases, they may even consider some regional uh, operational capabilities on the freighter side. But they did also let me know that their current mix, when you look at the fleet asset holdings, they have about more or less passenger aircraft than they do freighter. Their freighter asset holdings run around 33% of their asset portfolio right now. And they're not in a rush to determine what should have the greater balance because, again, they have such a huge level of flexibility and maneuverability within their organization to be able to do a lot of different things. But um, I was very intrigued by their by their discussion, and I'm very excited to see not only uh, this, this closing that is expected to happen soon get revealed to us first, but some of the other plans that they have going forward in the future. So, Again, Kevin and Richard, thank you so much. And we thank you for continuing to support Cargo Facts. And we look forward to establishing a long-term partnership with you guys as we all move forward to continue to keep our subscribers and parties abreast of what's going on in the air cargo industry. Back to you, Andrew. Thank you, Rob. The last notes I just wanted to touch on was Aviant uh, launching a home delivery uh, service with their Kite drone. Um, and I'm not sure whether it's Aviant who is the OEM of this drone platform, but it's always very interesting to see a home delivery service set up in Europe. This might be the, the largest operating home delivery drone service uh, in the world, as far as what I know about, at least. Um, I, Electra, a company based in Manassas, Virginia, unveiled their e Estol demonstrator, um, which is always a very exciting uh, thing to see. Um, it, I, there's not a cargo variant yet that we know of, uh, but uh, 
I, I think these are interesting developments to uh, keep monitoring uh, when the industry is, is looking to be uh, more sustainable. This is all electric aircraft. So that's it. It's 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 the second uh, all electric aircraft that will take flight um, following Bristow's success um, earlier this year. Um, though that's all the news I had. If anyone else had something to wrap up, uh, I'd encourage you all to check out our sister publication, Air Cargo Next. Our associate and colleague Courtney Blackhand at, at that publication has produced some excellent. Uh, coverage of sustainable aviation fuel um, and the challenges thereof and the perception of greenwashing. It's a very thought-provoking piece, and I'd like everyone's input on it. Robert, Jeff, did you have anything else? I think I'm good. Well, then that's all the time we're going to have for today. For more multimedia coverage like this, search Cargo Facts Connect on iTunes and Spotify and search CargoFacts.com. Thank you very much for tuning in and join us again next time. 